Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is breaking news from Bloomberg. A jury here in New York has reached a verdict in the Sam Bankman-Fried fraud trial. He has been found guilty on all seven counts that include fraud and conspiracy. Let's bring in uh, Bloomberg Radio legal analyst June Grasso, also host of uh, Bloomberg Law. June, is this a surprise to you? It's not a surprise because the evidence against him was overwhelming. And in the closing arguments, the prosecutor kept mentioning, if you believe Caroline Ellison, if you believe Gary Wong, if you believe this one, then he's guilty. And it was really a masterful close. But I think what did it is Sam Bankman-Fried took stand in his own defense. And when a defendant takes the stand that way, the whole thing in the jury's mind becomes a credibility game. How credible do they find him? And though he was good on direct, during cross, he was caught up a lot by the prosecution. He said, I don't know, I don't know, over and over again. And he had a problem with all the statements he's made. He made in between the time that FTX went bankrupt and the time when he was arrested. So he talked to so many people, reporters and all, and did interviews after interviews, and he was confronted with some of the statements he said there. So it was a really difficult uphill battle, and the only thing that would have saved him is if he convinced one juror or two jurors, you know, he was that were sympathetic to him, and they he convinced them that he didn't have fraudulent intent. June, is there a basis? It didn't happen. You and I were talking earlier today, and I asked you whether there was the basis for an, a successful appeal here. Is there one? Well, I don't know about successful because appeals of criminal convictions are so difficult. It's so difficult to get a criminal conviction overturned. But the defense certainly has a lot of grounds to work with. I mean, the judge made so many rulings that were against the defense here, and one of the ones that comes to mind, actually a couple come to mind, but one is that the judge decided not to allow him pursue an advice, an advice of counsel defense, which is a defense that my lawyers, you know, I relied on my lawyers in this case, and that's why I did what I did. So that was a big thing, and the judge also didn't allow some of the expert witnesses he wanted to call. So in the end, it basically was Sam Bankman-Fried testifying in his own defense. So those are grounds for appeal, certainly. I also want to say, Doug, that keeping the jury, but telling the jury that you're going to stay here till 8.15, and then they come in at, you know, close to 8 o'clock, this is like a typical Friday verdict where the jurors feel pressured to come in with a verdict. And I think, you know, the judge keeping them overtime didn't help Sam Bankman-Fried, despite the pizzas that he got in the Ubers. When it comes to sentencing, what we are learning now is that he's been found guilty of all seven charges that include fraud and conspiracy. Uh, in terms of what he could be facing, is it not decades in prison? 
It is decades in prison, but, you know, the judge doesn't have to sentence him to decades in prison. I mean, look at what happened uh, in San Francisco with, um, um, I can't think of her name right now, <laughs> um, you know, the the, uh, the blood testing machine. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the Theranos case. Uh, right, the right. The Theranos case. So Elizabeth Holmes. So, you know, she got under 20 years, she got 14, I think it was. So, I mean, he doesn't have to sentence him to that much, but a lot of money was lost here, and that's in the calculation. And, you know, we'll see what the probation office says. We'll see what the prosecutors ask for. I mean, the prosecutors are probably going to try to max out a lot of this because they never offered him a deal. From what I understand and from what was said in court, they offered deals to Caroline Ellison, Gary Wong, and the third person who was the engineer, but they didn't offer him a deal. So I think they're trying to send a message to cryptocurrency and everyone else that they're going to be tough on this. So I think they're probably going to ask for a long sentence here. So now you mentioned the three witnesses, uh, former colleagues of Bankman Freed. Now that the case against Bankman Freed is essentially over, the jury has found him guilty on these seven counts. Will we get uh, kind of sentencing or, or punishment for, for those who kind of dealt with the government in cooperating, but they themselves face, you know, some type of punishment? Do they not? Well, yes, they do. And, uh, you know, I've I have talked to different people, have different feelings about whether they're going to get jail time or not. Some of the people I talked to said they're definitely going to get jail time because, you know, there were substantial crimes that they pleaded to and people were hurt in these cases. So that's the feeling that that they'll get substantial. But some people say, you know, maybe they'll get time served. So it's up to the judge and it's up to the prosecution. They apparently cooperated very well. Sam Bankman-Fried was convicted, so they seem to have fulfilled their part of the bargain with the prosecution. Another question is, and it's probably going to be this, it's going to be this judge who sentences them. So he'll have to determine, you know, what he thinks is um, sufficient to send a message that, you know, you it's good to cooperate if you cooperate before trial, you can get a deal, but at the same time, send a message that you don't get off scot-free when you cooperate. There is, you know, there is some, there is a consequence to doing what you did. And let's face it, they pleaded to some very serious crimes. They were involved in this in many ways, and they were, uh, you know, changing code. They were uh, changing the, the balance sheets. I mean, there was a lot that they were doing in this case. So I think that they'll get some serious jail time, but you know, definitely not as much as Bangman Freed's going to get. Well, you mentioned the judge, Louis Kaplan, a U.S. district judge here in New York. How do you think he did in, in, in running this proceeding? Oh, don't ask me that question, Doug. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just saw that, to me, it seemed like a lot of his, a lot of his um, decisions were pro-prosecution. Okay, well, let me ask it in another way. What is he known for in uh, based on uh, trials in the past of this, you know, similar nature? He's known for being a a very good judge and running a very tight courtroom. When you're a reporter and you go in that courtroom, you don't want your phone to go off, Doug, because if it does, you could end up in jail. So, I mean, he runs a very tight courtroom. During the cross-examination of Carolyn Ellison, there were so many objections, and he sustained so many objections that the defense couldn't even get their rhythm in cross-examination. You know when you're cross-examining, you know, 
and even direct rhythm is 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 a lot about what it's about you know how you how you manage the cross examination if you keep getting interrupted and you and you can't ask the questions um it, you know it, it can ruin that so now and apparently the crosses they made very little headway on the cross examinations of the three major witnesses the three witnesses who flipped so um, he runs a very tight courtroom, is, is what I'll say. And remember, he's also the one that um, threw Bankman Freed into jail mm. before the trial, despite the fact that he had this huge bail package. Um, and the fact that the defense came to the hearing expecting to agree to a gag order. And instead of the gag order, the judge said, no, you're going to jail. So and that's you know that makes it much more difficult for a defendant to prepare for trial and for you know for his attorneys to prepare for trial. So, so you know this judge is not fooling around. And if you're just joining us uh, we're talking about the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. The jury tonight in New York has found him guilty on seven counts including fraud and conspiracy. And I'm speaking with uh, June Grasso, our in-house legal analyst and we were talking about Judge Lewis Kaplan what he is known for. So is will the judge allow a period here now for defense to file an appeal if they so choose, before he then moves to the sentencing phase, I think the sentencing will happen first. The defense has a the defense is definitely going to appeal, and they have a certain amount of time to appeal. Um, that's going to happen. They're going to file their notice of appeal. They're probably going to file for a motion, notwithstanding the verdict. I mean, all that stuff will happen. But I, I think even he'll be sentenced before the appeal goes through. And the appeals can take so long. They'll file for a notice. They have to get back all the transcripts of what happened at trial. They have to prepare and um, to, in their briefs and stuff. So it's going to take a long time. And, you know, he's going to be sent to prison. So in the interim, he'll be confined, I would imagine, to some type of jail situation, right? Awaiting sentencing? I, I think he'll probably stay. He's at the Brooklyn Detention Center, I think. So I think he'll probably stay there um, pending the... The, uh, so what happens now is not only do the, does the prosecution, the defense, you know, prepare their um, sentencing requests and recommendations, and I'm sure some people will write in, you know, have letters written in, and also the probation department will do um, a report on on him and you know where they where they think he should be sent and where and how much time they think he should get. So that all takes a while. And but I think I don't know if the judge has set a sentencing. Date we just yet. got it now. Just the moment that you uh, uttered those uh, remarks, June, March twenty eighth. <laughs> that can't be. It's right. I'm looking at March twenty eighth. That's got to be you know three months from now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's giving them plenty of time to to make their arguments. But I think, you know, in a case like this, the judge has sat through the entire trial, the pretrial motions and all that. So, you know, they can submit their requests and the prosecution can ask for Max and they could submit their arguments. But he already knows what happened in this trial and he has his own opinion of Sam Bankman Freed at this point. So though he'll read those and I'm sure take them, you know, into account, uh, he really, he knows it all by this point, right? He knows what was allowed in. He knows what was not allowed in. He knows how Sam Bankman Freed was on the stand. So, um, you know, Judge Kaplan has done this many, many times, and uh, I'm sure he'll 
he'll look at look at it all and then make his own mind up. Talking to June Grasso, in-house legal analyst for Bloomberg Radio, uh, about the uh, trial of Sam Bankman-Fried tonight. A jury here in New York has found him guilty on seven counts. The counts include fraud and conspiracy. This is after a month-long trial uh, where he, as June noted a moment ago, took the stand in his own defense. Are there sentencing guidelines now? Yes, there are sentencing guidelines, but I, I tell you, I don't know what they are in, the, in this case. And they also can be very complicated to figure out. So I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but I mean, technically, everyone's been saying he could get 100 years, but that's not going to happen. But that just shows you that it, it will be substantial. June, hold on. I want to bring in our own Angela Moon, a Bloomberg legal reporter who joins us on the line from here in New York. This uh, deliberation really didn't take that long, did it? Right. It took about five hours, which is really unheard of. Um, This is very rare, especially for very high profile criminal cases. And, you know, we knew that the judge was asking uh, the jurors to stay really late into the evening. But, you know, there was really less than 10 percent chance, really, that we thought the the verdict was going to be delivered. But we have that now, which means that the jurors were pretty convinced from very earlier on that this was a fraud case and that the and that Sam Bankman-Fried was really the one who was orchestrating the the fall of the FTX uh, from very from very earlier on uh, in this trial? I just want to be clear that this was a unanimous uh, decision on the part of the jury, right? A, a unanimous uh, guilty decision, right? Correct. And not only that, they found him guilty of seven counts of fraud and conspiracy. Um, you know, we were expecting initially that there would be, uh, you know, he would be, um, you know. Um, found guilty of some accounts, but this is really a unanimous decision. And there was it means that there was really no question about the kind of fraud, the kind of crimes that he committed. One of the things that I'm trying to nail down, maybe you can help me. And if it's ambiguous at this point, Angela, please, uh, you know, uh, don't be led into this territory. But has the, the judge offered a uh, sentencing date? He has. So it's going to be March of next year. Um, So we were expecting the sentencing to be uh, coming earlier next year. So there's really no um, surprise there. But that also means that we will see, you know, what what it means for the the collaborators, his inner circle, who already pled pled guilty and was cooperating with the prosecutors. We'll see what kind of um, sentencing or what kind of, um, you know, uh, outcome it it is for them as well uh, early next year. Let's bring uh, June Grasso back into the conversation, Bloomberg in-house legal analyst. June, dis, uh, March 28th of next year, that seems like a long period of time, does it not? It, it does, but as I said, a lot has to happen in between now and then. And the judge is giving them time to you know, prepare their, their motions and the, for the probation department to make its report and for the prosecution to prepare its recommendations. So, you know, it's better to have more time than less time. I don't think it matters much for Sam Bankman fried at this point. He's going to be in one prison or another. When when a judge arrives at a, at a sentencing, and we were talking about sentencing guidelines earlier, um, is anyone allowed to kind of enter into a conversation with a judge to influence uh, his or her decision making? Well, I mean, you can send, you, I mean, I assume you mean like relatives, let's say his mom, his dad, his friends. Yes. You, they can send letters to the judge. And in some cases, I mean, there have been cases where hundreds of letters were sent to judges and the judges 
do go over those letters, and sometimes they'll even refer to them in the sentencing. They'll say, "I've, you know, you had, I read this about you and that," and and then they'll. But I think, you know, despite all that, as I said before, this judge knows all the evidence in this case, and he's seen it all, and he knows what was what was admitted into evidence and what was not admitted into evidence because he was the one who made those decisions. So he knows what happened. And, you know, I think that he will have an idea himself of where he wants to go here. And, but he'll read the recommendations. He'll perhaps be persuaded by some, but you know, usually the judges, the trial judges know. Yeah, for a, a man as young as Bankman Freed, I mean, to be dealing with, and you, I think uh, you put a figure of, what, 100 years, potentially worst case scenario yeah. after you've been convicted for these crimes? That, that, that's, just, that's just ridiculous. I said it because that's like the outer limit of what people have been saying. He's facing 100 years. That will never happen. Never, never, never. But, I mean, that's just the outer limit if you are convicted of these seven you know, felonies. So it won't be it won't be that. I mean, I, I don't want to take a guess because um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But, you know, yes, probably between 10 and 20, maybe. I don't know. OK, it's hard to, it's hard to say. June Grasso there, Bloomberg in-house legal analyst for uh, Bloomberg Radio. And we're talking about the conviction of Sam Bankman free to jury here in New York, finding him guilty on seven counts of fraud and conspiracy. Uh, jury uh, here in Manhattan deliberated for less than five hours. And the judge in in this case, Lewis Kaplan has now set a sentencing date of March 28th of next year. What should we be looking for next? I mean, if we're trying to read the tea leaves here, June, is there anything to give us guidance on on, on the severity of punishment? Well, you know, we'd have to have someone who um, who studies the sentencing guidelines take a look at it. But, you know, as I said, you look at uh, Elizabeth Holmes, I mean, she was facing far more time when you added it all up than what she got. So, you know, I really don't know how to go about speculating, sort of figuring out. I don't, yeah, I don't, I already speculated, Doug. All right. No more speculating, <laughs> you pushed, June. You pushed me and I speculated. I regret it already. But, um, because, you know, I just don't know how the, how the judge is going to go here, but I just think it's going to be substantial. I, I don't think he's going to, you know, get out, get out very quickly. I'm going to throw you another curveball because you're so good at fielding curveballs. In terms of being eligible for parole in in a case like this, can can the judge going into sentencing set limitations on that, or is that entirely up to the parole board? That's usually up to the parole board. So the judge will set a sentence, and I mean, there might be a minimum and a maximum, but I think he'll just set a sentence. And I'm not as familiar with federal with federal uh, prison time as I am with state. So he'll set a sentence and then the parole board. And I think in federal, you know, I think we're going to have to get an expert on this because I am not an expert in in federal, but I know the judge will just set a sentence and then um, it'll be up. Parole is a different thing. I don't know if you're thinking about parole or probation. 
Okay, June, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Sam Bankman-Fried is what we've been talking about, his conviction today. Massive fraud that obviously led to the collapse of his cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. Mr. Bankman-Fried found guilty tonight by a jury in Manhattan on all seven counts of fraud and conspiracy. June Grasso has been in conversation with us. June, of course, uh, Bloomberg Radio in-house legal analyst. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.